Congratulations, Nelvis. Eats. You won the giveaway from last week, comic fam. We got some trending comic books to discuss. Another week. Another list. We're chatting the trending comics in the comic book marketplace at the table with an Overstreet Prescott advisor. His name's Russ Bright. How you feeling? I am really good this week. It is awesome to see some of the stuff we've been talking about for a while come to fruition this week and some repeat offenders. Hit that subscribe. Slap the like button. You know we got a giveaway on deck. We're starting out the list at number 10 like we do every single week with Riri Williams. Number 10 on the list this week, Invincible Iron Man number 9. Now this is selling solidly for $160 and $760 for CGC 9.8. This is a 222% increase in copies sold for the first full appearance of Riri Williams in the prototype armor. We had news this week that Riri will make her first on-screen appearance in the Black Panther 2 movie. The first full appearance of Riri Williams making the list. We knew back in December 2020 that she was slated for a Disney Plus show, but no one saw it coming that she would be making her debut in the MCU in a full feature film. Dominique Thorne will be taking on the mantle of Iron Man, continuing Tony Stark's legacy. And after Kevin Feige went and did an interview at comicbook.com, he actually broke the news stating, we're shooting Black Panther Wakanda forever right now. And the character of Riri Williams, you will meet in Black Panther 2 first. She started shooting, I think this week, before her Iron Heart series. Next at the list at number nine, we're going to keep this Disney Plus train moving for full speed ahead with Daredevil number nine, the first appearance of Echo. $165 average sales, $800 for a CGC 9.8, and keep in mind that a newsstand 9.8 sold for an astonishing $1,800. Just to add to this whole 9.8 thing, these books are really low paper quality. I have a few copies of Daredevil number nine, the first appearance of Echo at the shop. None of them are in great condition just because the paper quality itself is fairly low. So that's why we're seeing such a massive spike in these 9.8 sales. That inflation is real because of that paper quality, especially when you consider the barcode effect that newsstand drives up prices because it's so scarce and high grade. This particular run, because it goes beyond just this first appearance, this key book, is done by David Mack and it's legendary work. It is some of the pinnacle art done in the Daredevil run to date. And we found out some interesting news about Echo this week. In March of this year, we found out that Echo was going to get their own solo series. And we also know that in three months, when the Hawkeye series comes out, we will see the debut of Echo. Well, this week, Alqua Cox, the actress who will be playing Echo, shared on their Instagram a casting call for a Jessica who is 15 to 18 years old and an Iris who will be in their late 20s or early 30s probably going to be in the Echo show. This is causing a spike of 200% copies sold this week. Considering that it says on the casting call that filming won't start till next year, this right here just reminded the community that she's not just going to be debuting in Hawkeye, but she is slated for more things in the future at number eight. We're talking Peter Dinklage. We're talking Elijah Wood. We're talking Kevin Bacon. 
We're talking the Toxic Avenger. Number eight on the list, Toxic Avenger number one from Marvel Comics. $35 average sales, $600 for a CGC 9.8 and $826 for a newsstand 9.8. This still kind of blows my mind. I'm a massive Troma fan. I'm a massive Lloyd Kaufman fan, but this is just the cast for this is absolutely driving it. 290% increase in copies sold this week. It's just crazy. With Julia Davis also on this cast list, it's adding a layer of confidence to the collectible because they just finished filming this very week. Keep an eye out for the preview appearance in Marvel Age issue number 98. We have such an A-list lineup that it has a lot of people hyped for the movie where we are going to follow a hideously deformed creature of superhuman size and strength and his origin. Lloyd Kaufman, the original writer, director, and producer of Toxic Avenger, may very well make a cameo appearance in this movie, which considering he was just having a cameo appearance in Suicide Squad in El Gatito Amable, you need to consider that Lloyd Kaufman may very well exist in both the MCU and the DCU. Make sure to utilize that code TOM101 on the best comic app in existence, Key Collector Comics. There are 10 other comic books that didn't quite make our list that made the trending 20, the larger list where we source these books from. Support the show. Keep up with all the comic news. Get approximate suggested pricing. And let's talk about some Tony Fleece goodness at number seven. Number seven on the list, Miles Morales Spider-Man Annual 2021 number one. This is the one in 25 variant. Now, we've been talking about Tony Fleece a lot lately, and Stray Dogs is amazing, but it's great to see him branching out and doing some artists for a Marvel book. This one in 25 is absolutely stunning. Bravo, Tony Fleece. We have a pulp homage type of cover going on with Miles Morales hanging from the ceiling trying to, I don't know, steal something, maybe get his hands on some diamonds. You see the laser security system. This right here is a banger, deserves the price hikes it's getting. This one in 25 book came out the gate and went over $100 almost immediately. We're seeing highs close to 150 but averages in the $120 range. Big reminder to get your blank sketch variants of Stray Dogs over to CGC in Sarasota, Florida before the end of September. Tony Fleece as well as Trish Forstner are going to be doing signatures, but they're also sketching your pets, and you can get more than one on one cover. Get it there in time. Get it slabbed, and let's talk about some HBO Max hype at number six, we have Adventure Time with Fiona and Cake, issue number one, hitting $15 average sales after HBO Max ordered a new half-hour series that follows the two characters. A 975% increase in copies sold this week, which is a lot for a book that we haven't really thought about in quite some time. I know when I first opened the store, we had a lot of people that were really, really into Adventure Time. And the series ended a couple years ago, but Fiona and Cake was always one of those really popular offshoots. The fact that we know that there's going to be a new series is going to cause a lot of interest from a lot of people. At release, they made a bunch of variants for this issue, and considering that they're only $15 on average, we're seeing a massive increase in copies sold. When you combine all the variant sales, including cover A, we're seeing an increase of copies sold of 975%. Keep an eye out for the stunning Phantom variant, as well as the Emerald City Comic Con variant, where the sword is being replaced by a space needle. 
Number five on the list, we have a book that Tom and I have been talking about for a while, but is just on a roller coaster. Captain America number 25. This is the first appearance of Sam Wilson as Captain America. $45 average sales. And as recently as last week, we were seeing highs in the $300 sale, but there was a sale in the last 24 hours for only $250 for a CGC 9.8. When the Disney Plus show came out, we saw peaks of almost 400. So this book hasn't decided where it's going to settle. And with news this week that Sam Wilson, Anthony Mackie, will be pushing the Captain America 4 movie, we know that this book has not hit its peak. We know that Captain America's shield was passed down and earned by Sam Wilson during Falcon and Winter Soldier, but we didn't know for sure that he was going to star in Captain America 4. A lot of rumors were circulating, but this week Deadline confirmed the announcement, which pushed this book up 486% in copies sold. Will we see Sebastian Stan take on the role as Bucky? That is yet to be determined. However, I still think this book has room to grow. Number four on the list, New Teen Titans number 21. First appearance of Brother Blood and the first appearance of Mother Mayhem. We are seeing an $8 average sale and $190 sale for a CGC 9.8. A lot of people are enjoying the season three of Titans. This really isn't a show for me, man. I like the character designs, but the narrative, the writing isn't getting me there. It's really all over the place and there's a lot of holes in the plot that is preventing me from enjoying it to its fullest. However, I am watching it and seeing Season three started out with introducing Tim Drake, as well as a quick Easter egg of a billboard showing the Church of Blood. Is this an Easter egg or is this foreshadowing the future of this cult? 910% increase in copies sold this week, and I agree with you, Tom. I tried watching a little bit of this show, and really, I wish they had done more with that Swamp Thing show that got canceled almost immediately, but to each their own, there's a lot of buzz about this. The Church of Blood is a villainous group debuting in 1982, created by Marv Wolfman and George Perez, and they were a mainstay in the comic books, a major antagonist and foe to our Teen Titans. With the Jason Todd focus of season three, I suspect that this is going to be a later season reveal, if at all, something probably setting up for season four. And Brother Blood is the cult leader. Beware the wrath of Brother Blood. And also, be aware that the mystery mail call is available over on ComicTom101.com. That's right. Link in the description to join the Mystery Mail Call or Comic Book Subscription Service where you can support what we do. But give us an excuse to send you a box of comic book love every single month. We've teamed up with Whatnot Comics to do a dual exclusive of Trial of Magneto, Cover Art Done, Logan, Showing His Power by Raph. The art director of God of War, one per box virgins going out at random at the list of number three. We got Jim Shooter spiking some comic books. Number three on the list, Secret Wars number one. Now, we've talked about a bunch of books in this series. We talked about seven because of Spider-Woman. Obviously, eight is always hot because of first black suit Spidey. But $25 average sales on this book and an $870 high sale for a CGC 9.8 on rumors that Jim Shooter may have started. We're seeing a $1,700 sale for a CGC 9.8 newsstand edition and an increase of copies sold of 104% because this past weekend was MegaCon. Jim Shooter was there and he was riffing about some calls he got from Marvel. According to Shooter, this one clown called me from Marvel. 
He wasn't an editor, but some executive of property management, which was a little odd. He asked me if I wanted to write a novelization of Secret Wars. According to Shooter, the reason why they contacted him was because they're trying to secure and prevent any potential legal issues as it regards to the property. Jim Shooter responded, this means you're making a movie, right? And the response was, I'm not allowed to tell you that word. Then Jim Shooter responded with, well, I think you just did. Now, this has made some news in the community. We're seeing a lot of posts on Instagram. We're seeing articles written on various comic book news sources. Here's the thing. I've heard this story before. I don't think this is recent, and I don't think the hype is warranted just yet. Now, Marvel has surprised us a lot, and we know that there's a bunch of Young Avengers things happening in the next phase. Is Secret Wars going to happen? I don't know. But at this point in time, I think what they are doing is securing as many of the rights for as many of these writers while they're alive so it'll be easier for Marvel to move forward. Now, there's plenty of reason to spec on Secret Wars, whether it may be a pivotal plot point for Avengers 5, especially considering Loki's discussion during the exposition describing the nexus event leading to a multiversal war many believe that has ties to secret wars however jim shooter talking about this is something i suspect may have happened over a year ago jim shooter likes to mention these types of moments at conventions with his fans and he didn't say specifically when he had this call so i think that that is a question that should have been followed up with because had he said oh this happened two three four years ago which it may have back then this wouldn't have pushed the needle up as much as it has this very week 104 percent increase in copies sold on this book that is probably a long-term spec if anything you're being a little passive-aggressive today here, Russ. At the list of number two, bad ideas. Passive-aggressive, the passive edition. Coming at the list, $65 average sale. A comic book surprising the internet. An issue that was shipped to two parts of the country and shocking readers and fans and LCSs across the board. They were different comic books. Well, you know I'm a Seattle native boy, so I'm going to give you the Seattle shoulder. It's cold. It may not be passive-aggressive, but it doesn't mean I don't like you, and it doesn't mean I don't like this book. I just think that this is a little bit insane. The demand for these books is massive. I get it. The number of stores selling these books is really small. I get it, but this aftermarket is just crazy. I think a lot of people are spending money on this book because of the relative scarcity that aren't really thinking about the long-term repercussions of buying this book. This bad idea book, courtesy of Dinesh Shamdasani, came out and sold out quick. We have two versions. The passive version, which by the way, both covers are identical, was shipped to the West Coast. It has two extra pages and has a narrative that's told by a different perspective than the counterpart issue, the aggressive issue, that's what it's titled, that was distributed to the East Coast, both taking place in the same universe as Hero Trade. Now, we're reporting a $65 average sales for the passive edition, and the aggressive edition is going in the $20-$25 range. We did find out that passive is supposedly three times more rare, but we also found out that those collectors that were unable to get one of the copies can get the other one if they turn in their final five pre-order sticker book to Bad Idea plus $7.99 for shipping. That means that this swag that members have been getting, the buttons, the stickers, and those that have actually been selling them are probably going to regret it now because 
They were sent out and created for a reason. Keep in mind, Bad Idea has probably jokingly admitted that they're going to be shutting the company down, likely to rebrand and come back out the gates to make a splash in the collector scene in the future. But there are a final five issues that are being published of multiple series as we wind down the year. And I want to make sure the community knows what they can expect. The first is Monster Kill Squad, issue number one. That's part of the final five. Then we have Refuse and Last Resorts, which is number two. Pirate Queen is going to be number three. Passive slash Aggressive being number four. And the final five of five is Odin's Eye. So these bad idea books are obviously coming out with a very, very high demand and a very very low supply. Is that going to drive demand for a long time? We're already seeing ENIAC number one that was selling between $250 and $300 for a 9.8, going for under $100 in a 9.8 right now. But Hero Trade, their surprise ash can, is over $1,000 raw. Comic fam, what do you think? Is Bad Idea going to have long-term potential in the community? I have to hear what the community thinks about this. It'll enter you to win a TMNT 110 Peach Momoko Virgin variant. Will Bad Ideas secondary market sales maintain across all of the titles? Now, when you consider the scarcity, it does make sense why these prices are driving up. However, I also want to point out that this is a company that's gone on record to say that these are going to be $3.99 comic books. There's not going to be any variant comics. There's going to be no digital comics. There's no collected editions. They're going to be in prestige format. So there's a lot of effort in the quality, especially when you consider the creative teams attached to this, that make it seem more justified, but we are absolutely seeing a hard inflation because members can't get their hands on these copies at their local comic shops on average. Comic fam, make sure you like, subscribe, comment down below for an opportunity to win that Peach Momoka book. And for the second week in the row at number one, oh my gosh, Batman Urban Legends number six, $35 average sales and still 172% increase in copies sold. There were a lot of copies sold last week. There are more copies sold this week. And even the B and C covers are seeing a lot of traction, but everyone wants that main cover with Tim Drake on it. A book hitting number one on our list two weeks in a row is a big deal. I cannot stress that enough because we have to consider a couple things. We have to have it compete with the other comic books that are selling, new titles, variants, and prices. This comic book, although is all over the board, you mentioned the average sales hitting $35. There's a high sale for $100 for a raw copy. Yep. Now, when we say that there is an increase of copies sold of 172%, that may not sound like a whole lot compared to some of these other percentages that we talked about, but this was number one last week. An increase of 172 from a number one last week equates to over 350 sales in seven days between all the variants. This character development for Tim Drake is causing an immense amount of buzz in the comic community and has even broken through into the mainstream news. A lot of people want this book. A lot of eyes are on this book. And this is just selling solidly. This is not a flash in the pan. And this is going to be sticking around for a little while. You got to assume that there are stacks of this issue being sent down in mass to CGC. I'm curious where the 9.8s are going to end up. And... I'm curious to see how Tim Drake's date with his friend Bernard is going to go. Comic fam, hit the subscribe, slap the like button, and as always, geek responsibly. Enough 
said, we got two other videos for you to check out. Nick from Key Collector Comics was on the last podcast. You don't want to miss it. We talk about the Walmart unboxings that are happening. These crazy variants making their way into these packs. And check out the last Hot 10 with Gem from Gem Mint Collectibles. It's your boy Gem Mint. And have a great week.